the thing I love so much about Control is that, especially Supermodel, she really fought to make this track the first. And even though it's not, like, I love the song, but even though it's not, like, I'll say my top five, I love and respect that artistic decision so much because it's like, for one, when you hear it, you get why she chose it. And then two, it's like you fought for this song because you saw the potential in it that other people didn't. And as an artist, that's kind of like a testament to your whole career. It's just doing shit a lot of people probably not going to agree with, but you have to trust yourself sometimes. But with Supermodel, you know, like I said, it's definitely, I'll probably say definitely my top 10 because it's a really important track. And the emphasis of it being like a solemn solo little guitar strumming and then just her singing it's like from an ex what well, i don't even, even say ex how does it work um because people got to realize like since i had fans before control and i was one of them because i had found out about her from z and you know i was thinking it's like you know we ain't heard since in so long so you know you really didn't you kind of thought you knew how it would sound but it sounds nothing like how it did so hearing that i'm like oh shit i'm not even used to this as a fan so it was new and then it was like, oh, shit, she talking about, you know, I fucked your friend and all this shit on Valentine's Day. So you already know this is about to be a that morning after type. Oh, I'm going to talk my shit. I done did some foul shit when it comes to the arena of love. And I'm just, uh, hey, I'm going through it. And that's why I think a lot of people really, and I think, well, I ain't going to say I think, I know that's why a lot of people resonated with it because this shit resonated with me. Not that situation per se, but just when you're young, you you inevitably start going through more shit you hadn't experienced and it's all new to you. So it's like, how do we approach these emotions? How do we have these conversations? How do we, you know, just do this whole thing? And then you hear shit like this. And it's just like, oh, fuck. It's almost like tweets, too. It's like, damn, I'm not alone. And then someone who can make the worst moments of, like, 20 sound so beautiful and so majestic. It's like it does something to you. But all in all, I'll say Supermodel because I'm going to do it, too, where I rank the songs out of 10. I didn't say that. But I definitely give Supermodel as a total. Definitely. Yeah, definitely a 10. I say this is a 10. Not even like being generous. I'm giving it that 10 because like like I said, this is she did this for a reason. And I really respect that along with the artistry behind the track. Cause it's not only discussing something shitty, but it's the cohesion and the concept, the title, it's like supermodel, but it's a song about insecurities. It's it's a parallel. And I like I like when artists do shit like that. So this is definitely it's a 10 total for being a whole statement track. That's why I love it. And on to the next song. Ah, the single, Love Galore. And so I just finished listening to Love Galore. Now, this song, you know, this was, 
I think this is like a lot of well outside of consideration. This is probably a lot of people's like first in well when it comes to the general public, like this is people's first introduction of SZA, you know, the assist with Travis. You know, this is definitely one of those everybody know because you know, I have no real opinion towards this, but a lot of people did feel he was unnecessary, you know. I can see that coming from a fan of scissor solo music, but of course people got to realize when you do anything, when you promote an artist or try to, you know, get an artist to cross over to a more mainstream audience, you, you do need those assists from other mainstream artists. Like people have to accept these types of things as just like something that comes with the business feelings aside, you know, this is what it is. But when I heard, you know, I definitely I fell in love with this shit. This was, I want to say, it dropped was it February? It had to be like February, March, I think, twenty seventeen. This was real hard. And what's crazy, I say that I forget Drew Barrymore was a single before, and that's what's crazy. As a SZA fan, I'm not even gonna lie, I did not jump to hear that because the first new music I actually heard was Love Galore. I think the cover, yeah, the cover kind of threw me off. I knew SZA was artistic, but I don't know, something about the cover. And that's the thing, I was just very, <laughs> I was a head-ass 19-year-old. Something as simple as a cover threw me off, very fickle. So I don't know. I may have heard like a few seconds of it, but I didn't get it at first. But when we get to that song, it's, it's crazy how the songs you don't really give much light to at first end up being your favorites. Because I swear, like, that's probably if not my favorite, my second favorite song on here, but Lil Galore, I feel like this was definitely like a it's a nice vibe, it's a real track too, because you know and that's the thing, that's why Control is also so big a lot of her highest moments are off lyrics, like none of her accolades or recognition are, it's not coming from oh, the, the beat good, or like oh, the video was good the thing about Control was the writing. That's what really highlighted the whole project. Because this was like, you knew someone crafted this shit. They felt this shit. Because you felt this shit. And just even the, why you bother me when you know you don't want me. Making that something that you just... It, <laughs> this is very strategic. So that's I feel like people sleep on songwriting so much when... Poets are very, poets are masterminds. And making that just so instilled throughout the song, it kind of just highlights what it's about. Wow. I hate that I'm in the middle of a review, second guessing shit I already thought. Because now, you know, I'm thinking about the title. Because it seems like it's about a person that's, lacking love but the song is called love galore so it's almost like it's another parallel where it's you know there's an abundance of love but am i not getting it am i not receiving it i don't know and that's why i feel like this album is it's way deeper than what it lets on that's why i feel like scissor can get away with people don't want to admit it but she can definitely get away with not releasing music for I won't say as long as she wants, because no artist really does, but she, if, if a good artist, if an artist drops a great ass album, 
and then you can listen to it for three years, let it be that. Don't press them for new material. Like actually sit. Yeah, a lot of people off rip. They love the songs. They you know they get into them, but they don't really sit and dissect lyrics. They don't really sit and listen over again. You know, I'm not saying everyone has to, but sometimes it's that's good because you can learn more about yourself and more about the song and more about the artist. It's, I feel like it's a whole learning experience when you actually sit with an album and digest it as opposed to just, oh, I like this song. I like this song. I'm going to play this. It's going to be a Mike Jim playlist, blah, blah, blah. I smoke to it. That's it. Like sometimes just listen to songs and watch videos for comprehension as opposed to just trying to catch a vibe. But, you know, always catch a vibe because if you don't, I mean, I can't tell you what to do. People going to fuck with what they fuck with. But if you fuck with it, keep fucking with it and just dive a little deeper into it. But I'll say Love Galore. This is probably... Hmm. Uh, I'll just say this is a 10 too. Yeah, this is also a 10. So I'm moving on to the next song. We got Dubs in the Wind. So I just finished Dubs in the Wind. And you know, of course, when I saw this, I already knew this was TDE. So I feel like the Kendrick and Isaiah Rashad collabs type, you know, shit like that should be expected. So when I saw this, of course, I was, you know, excited. Because Kendrick is like definitely my favorite rapper next to Nicki. And you know, this was definitely a casual song, but the theme of, you know, Dubs in the Wind, she we knew she was talking about like. Well, we knew when we hear the lyrics, she's talking about her vagina because we're talking about pussy. And the thing, you know, we're in a very, I won't even, I don't even want to, well, yeah, I feel like society shit is definitely sexualized, but I feel like when we say that we ignore how sexualized society was in the past and that's bullshit. You know, a lot of our parents try to make us seem like what people doing now is crazy when y'all niggas have freak nick. So... Chill, chill on us. We just, we open about the shit. We just not know. Yeah, mind you, you still got closet freaks, but people aren't prudes anymore. We're not basically, you know, slut shaming is dead. So when we talk about this, she, it just, you know, it's the root of the, the root of a lot of movements now and just how a lot of women feel. She's more than her vagina. <laughs> She's talking about, as the whole album does, love, but in this aspect, the things outside of love that aren't physical. And, you know, sometimes not even verbal, because, you know, it's the more romantic aspects, the more show me you care, show me you, like, you really feel me. Don't just show me you want to fuck me. And anybody can relate to this shit. That's why I feel like people just take how a woman feels and thinks, oh, that's how she feels. She's a woman. When it's like, if you come outside of yourself and actually think about your basic human needs sometimes, a lot of men will realize that we have a lot in common with women and they have a lot in common with us. And that's why, you know, when I see a lot of the gender wars, and actually that's why I'm glad she put Kendrick on this because it's kind of like they're at an equilibrium because there is a man backing it up. So it kind of... It kind of doubles down that, okay, 
And that's the thing. Type shit like this is you a simp. It's like you understand a woman, you're a simp. I mean, niggas be niggas be trolling all day. I get it. But if if you know, if you genuinely think that men who understand women outside of a lot of realms are simps, you know, this says a lot about your character and like the type of children you'll raise in the future. But this song, I feel in a whole, it was a real chill vibe. I love the lyricism on it from both of them. I liked how they really played on the word pussy because, you know, a lot of people, they like to get on rappers for shit like that. You know, like, of course, Nikki with that China shit. But this, people got to realize artists do this for intellectual reasons. And I feel like this was a very prioritizing this song around the word pussy was very vital. Cause yeah, it gets the it gets the mind going, but at the same time, it kind of makes you pay more attention to the lyrics. And I feel like they both had a lot to say. So I'll probably get this on like another one of my favorites, but it is a nine out of ten to me. Not even like it's not bad, so it's weird to give it a nine, but it's like I'm not even gonna say it's missing something because I feel like it's not. But I mean, yeah, I guess I'll just say like overall, I feel it's a 10 out of 10 track, but for some reason to me, it's just I guess personal, as far as personal shit goes, it's just it's a nine. And I'm not, you know, I'll just leave it at that. But I love the song, I love Kendrick. And now, wow, almost at 420. We about to get into track four, Drew Barrymore. All right, Drew Barrymore, probably my favorite, if not the best song on the album. This shit like a 20 out of 10. Um... I say what really, what really did this song for me, it, it had to just be, it wasn't even just the lyrics. I think the beat, like every, I feel like everything on this song was just hitting at the right point. It's almost like on some tap, tap revenge shit and you just hitting everything on, on time. Every cue was just perfect. And even the video, I felt like the video, that shit, it matched the whole vibe of this song. It was some... You know, being young, just you not you don't really got a care in the world, but what you're doing in this moment and like well in the video per se in that night, you just caught up in the moment. But the lyrics are so much they give a deeper vibe. It's just not surface level. It's what's beautiful about it is the song literally starts off. Why is it so hard to accept the party is over? And just reading that shit now is this says a lot about life because a lot of people don't want to admit it, but there were times where it was just like, damn, we really just stopped doing that. Cause I myself, I even had to think about a time where, you know, I was surrounded by friends. And as you got older, you just weren't anymore. And you're just like, oh fuck. And I think this is probably the first track that kind of really kick you on your ass where it's telling you, hey, this, it didn't explicitly say it, but it's hinting like you about to 
you about to hear some shit. And you about we about to really get into some shit because this we just gotta you know the twenties hurt. The twenties are a fun and liberating time, but in some instances the twenties hurt. You know I'm not even gonna say others don't. Tens hurt. 20s hurt, 30s hurt, you know, all of it. But 20s, because when all you know your life is being a child, when you actually start facing real world shit, it hits you different. So it's it's a lot of shit thrown at you at once. And then this song is, I feel like it really just gets into that, especially, you know, the it kind of draws back to love on the second verse when she talks about, oh, I get so lonely, I forget what I'm worth. We get so lonely, we pretend. We pretend that this works. It's just a. I'm trying not to sing this shit, but it's. It says a lot. Because a lot of people really struggle with this. They stay in stuff, unhealthy situations because they forget their worth. And I wouldn't say I probably said. On a friendship level, I've experienced this. Probably not on a romantic level, but. That's why this. That's why this entire album is so revered and praised because it really, it connects with real life. It's not bullshitting you. Yeah, this, everything sounds nice, but we talking about real shit at the same time. That's why it really, it just really kicks you in the ass. And just the chorus alone, this is just one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard in my life, ever. And yeah, like I said, this song is definitely a 20 out of 10. And now I'm about to get into the next song, Prom. I swear to God, I like every time I listen to Prom, this shit. Another, like when I said Drew Barry, did I say it was top two? I think I said it on Twitter. I don't know if I said it in the last in Drew Barrymore, but this in Drew Barrymore, I'm just, I'm going to just say it off rip. Definitely top two off this album for me, at least. This shit, prom alone used to make my ass go to work when I stayed in Atlanta. I was like, man, fuck this job. <laughs> fuck this shit. Taking my ass home. But the times when I was there, this shit was... This was hitting because not only was the beat in production crazy, it's just the lyrics. I didn't really think about them at first. I was just really going off vibe. But when I started listening, you know, because I'm looking at the lyrics here, it's just, you know, fearing not growing up, keeping me up at night. Am I doing enough? It feels like I'm wasting time. You're lying if you're 18 to like 22 and you haven't felt like this. I feel like it's people in their, well, I mean, that's extreme, but you know, people have their moments at different times. You know, you actually, no, I'll take that out, scratch that. It's not even extreme, it's life. You know, some people don't grow up at the same time. And that's, that comes when it comes. I feel like everybody has their moments that mature them, but am I doing enough feeling like I'm wasting time there is no person alive that can ever say they haven't felt like that at some point with something they were doing. And it's just, that's what makes this album so real. Cause it's on, it's not like it's one song that's real as fuck. It's all of them. So listening to the shit, it's, it's a whole experience. You're kind of just, you feeling shit you don't want to feel sometimes, but 
it sounds so good to where it's like, hey, I'm a someone else going through my pain. Let me listen to this shit. Let's let's all get into it. And you know, just the words it gets promised to get a little better as I get older. It's like this shit is very. It's real because it, it almost sounds like some shit you said out your mouth before. So that's why it's like, damn, this is who who not only thinks to put all their well, I mean, a lot of artists do. I'll say to put all their pain, their most vulnerable, make a whole album about all their vulnerable ass moments, but wrap this shit up to where it's done so beautifully. I don't I don't, don't want to say it's early, but I do feel like, you know, it was like the tens of decade. This was, this, in my opinion, is definitely a top 10 album of this last decade because T, TDE, I guess shit, I get why Punch wanted her to drop this shit. TDE had a hit on their hands. They had, and this ain't even all her songs. I already know that. So... I, I knew, I knew why they wanted this shit out. But even in me as a Capricorn, when she started talking about, please don't take it personal, I was like, oh my god, oh god, like I, I felt that because people take so much shit to heart. You know, I understand because I have too. But sometimes when you, depending on what's being discussed, you gotta kind of come out of yourself and be present for the discussion and not be taking shit personal. So that just off rip, no death. Th- those lines just resonated with me. I was really into that shit. So yeah, I'm definitely giving this song what I said, fucking mm, twenty out of ten. Not real, but yeah, it's it's definitely a ten out of ten. If she handed this to me in school when I was a teacher, she getting like I'm putting a plus plus on that paper for real because this was beautiful. Beautiful presentation. And I'm going on to the next song that is The Weekend. Let me see. I'm going on to the next song. Yeah, it's The Weekend. This was like one of those tracks where even if you didn't want to hear the album, you heard this. And, you know, it was a big meme because of the whole my man is my man is your man shit. It was a probably, you know, it's still a beautifully written song. It was kind of it was majestic, definitely down to the instrumentation, but it was also a meme. This song was like very from Scissor fans. It was kind of oh shit. This is not her best song. Why is it the biggest? But it was the most. You know, people had to realize what hits. It's about what's a moment. Like why is this a moment? It's not about musical integrity and shit like that. A lot of the time. But you know, despite the mean essence of the song, it was still a big gem because it kind of still focused on what the whole album's theme is. Like the reality of a lot of different people's love. And so I know a lot of people hate the transitions 
Like my friend, she hate bright ideas and all that shit, but I think it's beautiful. So I'm probably gonna get this song a solid nine out of ten. Solid. Honestly, probably another one of my favorites. You know, this is definitely the prime example of a pick-me-up track on an album. You know, the whole go Gina, it's like you gassing yourself up in your room while you're smoking a blunt, because that's literally always the type of vibe I'm on with this one. If I if I play this on nine times out of ten, I'm smoking and I'm chilling or I'm trying to plot another move. And it's just it's self-depreciation in a sense, but it's self-appreciation at the same time. I think that's the beauty with a lot of scissors music. It kind of exemplifies the human side because a lot of people don't act like we have duality as humans. And I say this is probably... It's definitely in my top 10, in my opinion, because this is, I ain't gonna say top 10 because it's 14, but I'll say mm, it might be my top five. I'll probably have to give that at the end, but Gojin is definitely one of the big songs. At first, I didn't like it, but till I heard the Vivo Lift version, it was, it made me appreciate the original, but that one was beautiful too. And then just the way she starts off these songs, just saying shit like picking up a penny with a press on is easier than holding you down. Like when I first started listening to the song, I had to, I don't really have nails a lot of the time, but I had to grasp, okay, picking up a penny with a press on has to be pretty fucking difficult. <laughs> so it's like, I, I can, I think a lot of people can understand that. It's like, damn, you hold somebody down, but like ah damn we going through some shit this is I think this is like a real a real prime reality like that's and the way she makes it sound so beautiful is top 10 like she's definitely gonna be a legendary R&B artist when she dies but I say Gogina this is a what we gonna give Gogina I say Gogina is a Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna go and get at a ten out of ten. Yup. Garden, probably. If not in my top five, definitely in my top ten. This is one of the most beautiful tracks I've heard off the album. Even though a lot of people like it more than me. I still think it's a beautiful song. It's just, it's not, it used to be, but it's not really my run-to song no more. And that's the thing, I think as you grow, you start having different run-to songs on control because you start feeling different shit at different times. But Garden, it's, you know, just with the little sound effects and the background music, it's, it makes you feel like you're in a, Literally where the video was, something something relaxing, something where like birds chirp, almost like a forest 
but near water. It's a very, it's a vibe, but it's also beautifully written. I think what well, a lot of this album is weird because I think it was, a lot of stuff was done strategically so it did sound right, but lyricism kind of went a long way too. This is a pretty, a pretty deep track at the same time because, let me see. And at the same time, a lot of people, I mean, you can't see it, but I'm looking at rap genius at the same time. Well, in this terms, R&B genius. Yeah, and if you look at a lot of her songs, is she hasn't, the few, she doesn't really use the title of the song in the lyrics. And I, really, I think that's very artistic. A lot of people don't see that. That's, they sleep on that. But let me see. What's the part I was talking about? Oh, yeah, shit, just the chorus alone. You know, just, I feel like that the chorus hit more than anything. Like the, I hope you never find out who I really am because you'll never love me type shit. That's very, I feel like growing up, a lot of people go through this, oh, if I'm not myself, people won't like me. When it's like, that's kind of the better way to go because when you are yourself, you're getting real interactions. You're getting people who really want to fuck with you because of who you are. So yeah, you may feel like you're losing something in the beginning, but in the end, you're gaining way more than what you would have gained by trying to be somebody else. But just this song, you know, and how she talks to a lover in this aspect, it kind of makes it, it makes it more intense because now you've, you're getting deeper with a person. This isn't some surface level friendship. So I love how she's keeping the tone of like, she has these lovers and these people in mind. So you know this shit is like, it's very real. And a lot of things, these people, they hate the skits, but I love them. My grandma is hilarious. I'll say this is definitely another, yeah, garden. Say it like that. Definitely another 10 out of 10. Mm. And now we on to the, the next song. Yeah, Broken Clocks. All right, so Broken Clocks, definitely, uh, if not in my, oh, not my top three, damn, but it's probably in my top five, because this is easily one of my favorite songs on this whole goddamn shit, like, Run Fast, mind you, this and Prom, probably the two songs that used to make me go to work, because I used to, like, damn, this shit is pushing me, because it was like, Run Fast for my day job, Running Fast from the way it was, Jump Quick to a paycheck. Running back to the strip club. <laughs> that shit is like, <laughs> like all of those. Since it just make going through it sound so damn lovely. And they just make you get into it. And then she just talk about, you know, paying petty dues, hearing shitty news. It's just a, it's one of those, fuck, my life has been hell, but I'm still waking up every morning. I'm still going for some reason. Like better day than yesterday revamps the entire Okay, we gonna make it through type shit. And that's literally, I feel like, the whole essence of this album. Like, 
I'm down, but I'm going to make it through this shit. And I feel like this is a very therapeutic album. Like, it's rare you hear musical shit that's therapeutic. Like, that's literally therapeutic. This shit is very... I know this helped a lot of people. I know it did, because this was a one of the realest albums people have heard in a long time. And it makes sense why it took so long, because from 2014 to 2017, with SZA being a new artist, honestly, as an old fan, I loved her, but I did not know how they were going to position her musically because of how she sounded. She was alternative R&B, and unless she was like Chris Brown, Alicia Keys, Beyonce, or you know Usher in some realm like that, you wasn't really getting heard on a mainstream level. So for them to do this strategically, strategically the way they did it, it was it was necessary because this whole project needed to be heard. <laughs> Shit, I can't blame. Was it Punch? You could stole that hard drive. Said, "Hey, you finna drop this shit." And you know, you get both sides because as a new artist, it's like, what if people don't fuck with my shit? And then it's like, as a label exec, you're like, okay, we signed you because people are going to fuck with your shit. But you know, a lot of times, no one really knows, so it's kind of uh, artists shouldn't be in their head too much, and label exec shouldn't really push too much. It should be like a. I feel like A&R is kind of a lost thing. Yeah, you need that tough love, but I feel like a lot of artists need... Hmm. I feel like they... Hmm. Some need more love and care than just, you know, the average motherfucker. Because a lot of these artists, if you can listen to their music, you can tell they go through shit. So off the music, sales, whatever, I feel like a lot of artists need more close-to-home care. Because when you... Treat the artists good, they'll treat you good, trust me. But I'm definitely, this is like a 10 out of 10 for me. Broken Clocks is definitely one of my favorites. 10 out of 10. And we're on anything. This song, I feel like, is, you know, it kind of doubles down on the. Kind of the message in between Supermodel and Love Galore is kind of like an inverse because it's it's still self-depreciation, but it's also like, I don't know, with this one you feel like, I feel like she's not talking about a lover, but at the same time, it works on that level because it asks the constant question, do you even know I'm alive? And a lot of people can feel like that in love. Like, when you're so down for somebody, you know, her saying down for the ride is you'll be there for someone so much. But then within yourself, you have times where it's like, damn, I'm here for you. But do you even know I exist? So this is, a, like I said, another one of those relatable tracks. They definitely I feel like this was an agenda, especially with the outro. Like, I love when. You can tell when an artist sits and crafts lyrics because there's so much intention and there's so much included in delivery to where it's things are done with intention. Things aren't just being said randomly like people have points. And if you miss them, well, actually, you will miss them if you don't pay attention. So it's always key to play songs over, actually dissect albums and get into stuff because you'll find out a lot of stuff you missed. 
But I say from here, this, don't hate me, but this is not one of my, I don't know if it's my top 10. It's a, like, I love the song, but I don't think it's my top 10. And that's the thing, shit not making my top 10 or top five is not saying how quality a song is. Because honestly, if I had to, I can listen to all 14 tracks back to back to back. Like, everything on here is quality. And that's why it's so hard to even pick a top five and top 10. But I can't say anything is in my top five or 10. But I will say this song is definitely, I say an eight out of 10, strong eight out of 10. I love it. Wavy, you know, I know at first, before I even really got into it, a lot of people wanted just to be a long song. And I can kind of see why. I love how she started off. You know, I think I'm bad as hell. I got issues out of line saying tomorrow. I'll get the dishes never come. Just, I swear to God, you ain't never, you're not in your 20s if you ain't said, hey, I'm finna do these dishes tomorrow. Shit, you ain't a human if you ain't said, I ain't finna do these dishes tomorrow. And then for her to add James Fauntleroy, I feel like he gives it a, he give everything he on, like a classic vibe to it. He has the, I feel like the more traditional R&B aspect. So it really worked because he is a wavy ass nigga. And for him to be on this, it kind of made more sense because he, them on it is just, I don't know, it's like honey for the ears. This shit was beautiful. Although I will say not another one in my top five or 10, but this is, a beautiful song i actually it's you know it's an interlude i'm gonna get this like a hard a hard 10 out of 10 yeah i think this is a definite 10 out of 10 i love this okay see normal girl a Capricorn, you know, that's that's what I am. She's a Scorpio. So, you know, Scorpio is all about being in their feelings, crying, water sign. And, you know, self-depreciation is cool to me. You know, I, I can get into it for a minute. But when it comes to us bringing down pride and talking about, oh, I want to be the type of nigga you can bring home. I, if you don't want to bring me home, you ain't got to take me nowhere. Shit, I don't care. You know, I'm not going to where I ain't wanted. So you're going to either get with what we got. Or you're going to get left because I don't think Capricorns really. I'm not going to ask you to respect me or ask you to fuck with me. Either you do or you don't. Respect is going to be like up front. It's you get, like with me. I don't care if I'm first meeting you. If you got a resume, history, whatever. I'm going off of how we interact. I don't care what type of prestige, rank you have, none of that. No. It's give respect to get respect. But this is definitely, you know, I feel like that track and a lot of, I am, I won't even just say women because a lot of guys have definitely probably heard this and used it inversely on themselves. But this was a track a lot of people needed, you know, they, I feel like everyone has this urge to be, whatever the fuck people think normal is, but it doesn't really exist or 
translate into it don't translate into nothing because you kind of just you're getting meaningless interactions like i said before it's nothing really it's nothing really to be gained that'll help you in the long run because you'll just have a lot of fake people that'll like you for who you're not and it's I love how she kind of just, she toys with the ideas because SZA knows she's everything but normal, but she still plays with traditional aspects. And I love that. What really hits with this song is, I think the bridge when she talks about this time next year, I'll be living so good, won't remember your name. I feel a lot of people have felt like that. Like you want to just be, you want to just be glowed up and so doing so good. You don't want to, you don't even like who? Who was that motherfucker putting me through hell last year? I don't even know. But I think the thing about this, I think she was mostly doubling down on people may have their own, you know, thoughts and depictions of who SZA is, but at the same time, I feel like this song also works in a way to just say, I'm. I'm just a normal girl. I'm not going to be this extraordinary thing you want me to be. And I feel like that's kind of where she can say one thing, but she can also say another thing. And that's why I feel like I love double entendres as songs and just as lines. Because this was, she's not a normal girl, but at the same time, she is a normal girl. And I think that's the beautiful thing about this entire album. She... She's still like a normal black girl from Jersey at the same time. She just talking her shit and she does it beautifully. This wasn't one of my favorites off rip, but letting it grow on me, I say it was definitely like, uh, it's probably in my top 10. Probably in my top 10. But I say normal girl, definite, definite 10 out of 10. Pretty Little Birds, I'll say with this one, it was, again, it kind of doubles down on the I've been through shit, but I'm not close. I'm not like, I'm not against starting again. I think that's how a lot of people need to be when it comes to certain stuff. You don't need to, I don't know, fear, depending on what it is, it's kind of pointless. Because failure is one of those things you can't, once you've gone through it enough, you realize, okay, shit, this is just a byproduct of trying the same way success is. So once you start seeing into it, it's either or, you just make, I won't even say smarter decisions. You just kind of know what works and what doesn't after a while. So you don't really get scared of, oh, I'm going to fail. Shit isn't going to work out. Because it's like, okay, if shit doesn't work out, you just realize maybe I didn't do something right or it just wasn't meant to work out. On to the next thing. Too many people harbor on their failures or what they deem failures and mistakes, and it kind of cripples them from starting over. But kind of like with Kendrick, you know, because they're all TDE, it's almost like a young money. 
I don't even say Young Money. It's any label in general. They kind of certain features should kind of be expected. Like Kendrick and Isaiah Rashad, these are her label mates, and they always do tracks together. I feel like he kind of matched the vibe of the beat, and he was definitely one to facilitate. Cause it's not dark, but he has a certain depth to him that made this track ideal for him to be on. And then these are, I feel like TDE is probably one of the few labels that's like full of free birds because their entire roster is just beautiful, free black people creating. There's almost like, they haven't really met or seen the ceiling ever. They're just, they just keep going and they kind of just dig into the depths of their creativity and they just, just, they just drop it. A lot of artists have to, uh, maybe, I don't know if this is going to work. I'm just going to do what I know works. A lot of TDE takes risks and I like that, but it's, um, um, that's not in my top 10, I don't think. I definitely give it like a nine out of ten. The outro alone is very, it's very deep. I wish I could play it, but I'm not gonna get copyrighted. It's just the emphasis on my wings don't spread like they used to. But I want to fly with you. I can't really say from experience. I've been through like back to back to back heartbreak, but I know a lot of, a lot of people can. This is, I hate that the album's about to end because this is really just a, this, it's good that it's short, but it really could have went on a little bit longer because this was a beautiful project. And I feel like a lot of the songs she didn't release are still just as good. But yeah, definitely. I love this song. Now we about to move on to the last one. Probably my favorite. Well, not my favorite, but definitely my top three. 20 somethings. The final record, and probably definitely in my top three of prom drew barrymore and 20 somethings i feel like this song because i was i think 19 when i first heard it so it didn't really hit but you know being 22 now i knew it would because just how it starts how you ain't say you was moving forward honestly hurts when you getting older it's it, it does like the older you get you know for me i won't say shit has gotten harder emotionally if anything is it's kind of, it's hard, but it's, I feel like it's reaching equilibrium because it's really all about how you see yourself, how you want to move in life and how you, how you see others. It's, how could it be 20 something all alone still, not a thing in my name? I feel like this is one of those songs where literally if you, line by line everything is gonna hit because i feel like a lot of people 20s is life-changing because you don't really understand it until you go through it it's kind of like one of those things with 
even old age, but twenties is it's I feel like it's harder because when all you've known is being a kid, the whole transformation into being an adult can be very scary. It can be hard to deal with. It's kind of one of those things where I won't even say that because saying you have to have certain shit is it's just wrong. No one has to have the same anything in this life because everybody's path is different. But in general, I feel like 20 somethings have this, oh, I need to have everything figured out. And I feel like songs like this kind of satiate and kind of eliminate that feeling once you hear something like this because you realize, damn, I'm not the only 20 year old without my shit together. And take 20s out of the equation, it's life. You have 30 year olds without their shit together. You have 40 year olds without their shit together. Getting your shit together is not a mathematical process or some numerical equation. This shit is going to happen when it's going to happen because everyone's path is different. I think this song probably taught me more than anything to not compare my life to anyone else's because when you do that, that's when you start faltering behind and that's when you start losing sight of what you really care about because you're trying to keep up with society and how everyone else is moving when it's like, how do I want to move? How do I want to move for me? And that's the thing. It's one thing to want to be involved in a part of society, but I feel like a lot of people can't detach from it and be their own person at the same time. But I feel like this song is kind of it's key for that because it tells you you're, you're not alone. And I feel like the whole album was a was indicative of that. Like you're not going through this type of shit alone. I'm a says, a, you know, she's saying, shit, I have one of the biggest albums, one of the biggest records in the world. I have a pretty good fan base and I'm still going through shit. And this doesn't. I feel like that's necessary because too many, I'm not saying artists have to get into their shit, but it's good when they do because it kind of kills the illusion of, oh, this person is perfect. And I feel like that's a dated, that's a dated staple in Hollywood that kind of needs to kind of die out. I mean, it's kind of expired in its own way, but I feel like it's, it's definitely time to kill that because it's not realistic. I mean, although you shouldn't look to that for anything, it's it's almost like hmm, it's just pointless to portray because no one really, no one's really gonna buy it except kids. And you know that's why a lot of music sales are from kids because they they don't really understand illusions and fantasies yet but all in all you know you don't have to have shit together in your 20s your 30s your 40s you just have to have shit together when it's meant to come together for you but yeah i'll get this song probably i'll say i really can't do 20 actually no i can't i'm gonna do 20 out of 10 because it's 20 something so 20 out of 10. Um, 
I'll say all in all, I give this album a, a hard 10 out of 10 because this is, I, I definitely say one of the most legendary albums of the last decade because this was so big and monumental and she really occupied 2017. Like 2017 was SZA and Kendrick's year because they they came crazy. TDE really showed out that year. And that's why I'm kind of hyped for their next releases because they they never really disappoint. But um, I love the transitions. A lot of people, you know, it's so many viral tweets about that woman grandma, but it's like y'all shitty. And two, you know, that's that's how you make an album when you put in transitions and you that's how you know someone crafted some shit for them because that, you know a lot of people don't want to share their family shit with anybody so for her to do that i feel like that was big so people should definitely go easier on her grandma when it comes to you know rest in peace to her when it comes to her transitions because like i said people need to stop just listening to these songs and these albums to catch a vibe and just to cherry pick a few songs you like like actually listen to what artists are saying and dive deeper into your psyche and theirs and stop just being surface level with the things you like. Like there are deeper, deeper meanings in a lot of everyday stuff that people just don't get into because they don't care and they miss a lot. But this was definitely one of the most iconic albums and beautiful albums I've heard in my lifetime. I'm glad to have witnessed this. So yeah, I'm glad to stand this with a 10 out of 10. Control was a phenomenal album. Thank you, Scissor, for dropping this. And that was episode three.